Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 134 in Edmonton. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer today. Bob traveled with the team. They got off the ground a little while ago now, and they're going to land in Winnipeg later this afternoon. They will skate tomorrow morning. And then, of course, the uh, showdown, the rematch from Bell MTS Place goes at 6 o'clock tomorrow on 6.30. Chad, face-off show at 4.30. The Oilers 17-12-2, 7th in the West, which doesn't sound that great. They're 4th in the Pacific, 1 point behind uh, Anaheim and San Jose. So right there in the thick of it, 8-2-1 and one under Hitch, 4 wins in a row. There's a lot to be positive about with this team right now, and uh, really the only negative that I can think of is the fact that they may be without Oscar Kleffbaum for uh, quite a long time. We'll see. I can't wait for that injury update so I can stop speculating here, and that's obviously the difference between Bob hosting the show and myself hosting the show is that I am not in with the team like Bob is in with the team. But uh, I'll tell you what I am in with, and that's the junior hockey scene. We'll get to that after I tell you to book with New West Travel Oilers fans. You can join Oilers now on two great road trips to Nashville and Las Vegas to see the Oilers play in two of the most exciting arenas in the league. The Oilers Now package includes airfare, accommodation, great game tickets, including a private suite in Vegas, all your transportation, a welcome reception with Bob Stoffer and special guests, and parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. It is limited space to get on these road trips to see Nashville in Las Vegas, though. For the Oilers Now Road Trips, call the travel experts at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or go online at newwesttravel.com. We talked about it at great length on Monday, the World Junior A Challenge taking place in Bonneville. Canada West seems to be the team to beat there, which is encouraging because that's comprised, of course, of the uh, Alberta Junior Hockey League players as well as the BCHL Manitoba Junior Hockey League and Saskatchewan, I don't think has a single representative, if I remember what Tim Ellis said on Monday correctly. Uh, Dave Dawson is my usual color man on Sherwood Park Crusaders broadcast. He is in Bonneville for the week, calling all of the World Junior A action. It's day four today. Dave's on the line. Dave, uh, what's, what are your thoughts first off here on just the quality of hockey that you're seeing? Yeah, I, I know that everybody's getting excited about the World Junior Championships in Vancouver, the U-20 Major Junior, and that that's rightfully so. There's a lot of excitement around that. But getting exposed to the World Junior A Challenge and getting kind of a look at this level of hockey at the elite level of this level of hockey, I've been pretty impressed with uh, some of the guys. And even just doing my prep going through, you're seeing a lot of NHL teams now draft from Junior A. There's a lot of pretty high-quality caliber players in this game on Russia and on Canada West and USA and had a great chance to watch the Americans yesterday and just the way 
They control the puck. They use their speed. They use their physicality. I'd say the one thing that probably surprised me the most so far is that the Americans have been the most physical team in the entire tournament. I thought just being someone who's watched a lot of Junior A in Western Canada over the last decade, that would be the the Canada West team that would be the most physical, but the Americans were by far the most physical team so far. Which is interesting because when we were talking to Tim Ellis on Monday, he said that they're uh, quite a bit smaller compared to a lot of the other teams in this competition, but they are that speedy attack. So interesting that you say they've been physical. Um, having had a chance to see a few different teams now, is there anybody in particular that's standing out to you? Yeah, I actually have kind of a couple of different players that I've been keeping an eye on on each team. Well, I, I'm going to start with the Czech Republic because I watched them yesterday. And uh, you know, obviously coming into this tournament, from the outside looking in, Canada West, USA, and Russia, no doubt are obviously the three favorites. But got a look at the Czech Republic yesterday when they played the U.S. And it's interesting that the U.S. is the highest scoring team in this tournament's history. Nobody has scored more goals than the United States. And I thought coming in, the Czechs were going to get run over. They played a fantastic game, and a lot of that was because on the back end, this prospect that nobody's probably heard of, David Aubrecht. He's number five on the defense. He was outstanding, and he has been outstanding the whole tournament with how he's used his stick to break up passes. He's been sound positionally. He's laid some punishing, and I mean punishing hits so far. And I think at, by the end of this tournament, I think he'll somebody he's somebody that some eyes will be on. And Leighton Ahawk on the backside for Canada has been really responsible, almost that good defenseman that you don't notice that he's doing so well until you notice him because he's doing things so well if that makes any sense and uh, i know alex newhook many people expected this tournament to be the alex newhook show and austin wong for team canada the okotoks oilers forward has actually impressed me more and i, I can't talk about the junior a challenge without mentioning uh vasily pod colvin for the team russia and obviously led the Holinka Gretzky Cup with goals and eight back in August in Edmonton. And he scored a shorthanded goal minutes in to the first game that I saw and was on very Alex Ovechkin-like where he went one-on-one, used the defender as a screen and ripped it top shelf so fast uh, the goaltender didn't even know when in and out. So <laughs> those are those are kind of some guys that have really caught my eye. I could probably take about 10 minutes of air time with this, but those are the ones that have really stuck out in my mind. We go down the alumni list, Dave. This is Dave Dawson on the line, by the way. He's a color commentator for the World Junior A Challenge taking place in Bonneville, Alberta this year. Uh, Kyle Turris in the, in the first rendition of this back in 2006. Nikolai Ehlers, Brock Besser, Kale McCarr, uh, Andre Svechnikov, Tyson Jones, Drake Kajula even. You go down the list, and this tournament, though... Obviously, as you mentioned off the top, Dave, doesn't get the kind of notoriety that the big challenge, the under-21, does. But a lot of guys have come out of this tournament, and you already mentioned Alex Newhook. He's he's kind of the, the shining star of this, at least on paper, expected to go very high in the first round of the draft. But another one, Dylan Holloway, who's not even draft eligible until 2020. How has he looked out there out of the Okotoks Oilers program? Yeah, Holloway had three assists, or two assists, rather, in the 6-1 stomping of Team Canada East. And he's been on that line with Austin Wong, and they've been able to do some unbelievable things. Uh, and uh, you've had... There's kind of that uh, AJHL line, so to speak, with a lot of guys on on that roster, on the power play, and that's the way that head coach Rick Swan has uh, put up. He put Luke Bast on that power play line, TJ Lloyd. So it's, yeah, Holloway, just the way he's done things, and he 
commands respect when he's on the ice and he sees the ice really well. And just to add more names to that list, Connor, or uh, Connor Brendan, uh, not to, not to forget Vladimir Tarasenko. Don't forget about Jenny Kuznetsov. Those are other guys. Nikita Kucherov who played in this tournament, 319 NHL draft picks have made their way through this tournament over the years. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about Bobby Brink. He's eligible this year as well. He's a Denver 21 commit. So, I know that you and I, with uh, our time with the Short Park Crusaders, Denver is going to see a couple other prospects locally, and Carter Savoy and uh, Matt Banning as well. But Bobby Brink, he was unbelievable yesterday. The way he moves his feet, the way how quick he is on the ice, for only being 5'8 and a buck 59. He's an unbelievable player. So I think that if you get a chance to watch some of these games, and tonight is going to be a clash of the Titans with Canada and Russia as well. Um, USA and Canada East in the afternoon. So there's going to be two really good hockey games today at the World Junior A Challenge. You've been there for a couple days now, Dave, and uh, it's the second time in three years, I believe, that Bonneville has hosted this tournament. What is your take on how the community has responded? Is it a packed house? Are people really get, getting into this up there? Yeah, it's kind of funny in the game yesterday, USA against the Czech Republic, and we, we kind of laughed. We thought, you know, what's the response going to be for the community coming in and watching this game, and what team are they going to get behind, and what's the crowd going to be like? It was almost a packed house in there, and it's an intimate barn. I think just the way that it's set up, the sight lines are all meant for you're right on top of the game, and even our broadcast location is right on top of the game. So I've really enjoyed that, and the crowd and the community has really embraced it. Even and walking into our hotel, there's World Junior A Challenge stuff everywhere and everywhere you go in the community, it's all about the World Junior A Challenge and that's really what, uh, if you think about hockey and junior hockey in Alberta and small town Alberta, that's the heartbeat, right? Like everybody rallies around the rink in Bonneville and you can't go anywhere without somebody recognizing you were talking to you about the World Junior A Challenge and I think it's going to be exciting. I, at this point in time, I don't know if there's a clear-cut favorite but I think after today, after Canada-Russia tonight and USA-Canada East in the afternoon, the picture will be a little more clear. Who is leading the standings right now in terms of, uh, I guess, both the teams? And let's talk about some of the scoring leaders quickly as well. Yeah, so in the standings, of Russia and Canada are right at the top just because they have those regulation wins. So that's kind of the big thing from there. And Canada East and Czech Republic are kind of the foundation of the standings, so to speak, and the ones that are uh, kind of going to have to claw their way through. And the USA with their shootout loss at the beginning. So, yeah, Canada got the shootout win, so they're, they have five points. Russia's at the top with the two regulation wins at six. And uh, the USA with the shootout loss, they have four. Canada East and Czech Republic are both looking for their first win. And Canada East is an interesting program because Junior A in, in Ontario and, and in the eastern side has had success. They won RBC Cups, Tolbert, a couple of years ago. But the way they play is definitely interesting. It's a different style compared to Canada West. And Canada West dominated them 6-1 to one a couple of days ago. So I'm interested really to see how they respond to a very physical United States team this afternoon. Uh, I'm going to want to see more from them physically, more from them aggressively, because the United States has been far and away the team that has dominated this tournament for years so that'll be an interesting matchup when it comes to russia and canada as well canada west that one's going to be a physical great goaltending like matt davis and matthew adomsky both players for canada west between the pipes that have been played absolutely fantastic in their junior a season so far and and russia with pod colson and sir duke those guys 
can put the puck in the net. So it's uh, it's going to be an exciting day in the tournament for sure. Dave Dawson, the color man for the World Junior Eight Challenge taking place at the RJ Lalonde Arena in Bonneville, Alberta. Two more for you, Dave. We were uh, talking a little bit before we got going here about Canada East and just there's there's not necessarily the strength coming out of that team. Can you relate this back when you talk about Canada West and USA being the powerhouses? So that means that basically the BCHL, the AJHL, and I suppose the Prairies as well, but uh, predominantly the team is made up of BCHL players, I believe 13 of them. And then you look at the U.S. team, and that's all of the USHL. So that speaks to the strengths of the leagues that are being represented, doesn't it? Yeah, it definitely does. The USHL and every one of the American players is an NCAA commit. A number of the rosters have NCAA commitments. Canada West, three quarters of them are committed. It's a very spread out BCHL, five AJHL, and two MJHL. And on Canada East, it's interesting that three, about a good half of them are NCAA commits. But it, when you look at the matchup in the tournament, Canada East has never won a gold medal. The gold medals for the whole tournament have all been USA and Canada West since the tournament started back in 2006. But during my game prep yesterday, I picked up on something. No team has played the other team more in this tournament than USA and Canada East. They've now met 15 times during the history of this tournament. That's far and away beyond any other matchup. 10 is the next uh, closest meeting between Canada and Russia. And obviously with a 16 format, normally it's only five this year. They rotate. Uh, you don't play everybody in a tournament, right? You don't have time to play everybody. It's a pool A, pool B kind of thing. So Canada East really has had kind of a short straw in that situation. That USA has been the powerhouse for so many years, and they've had to play them way more than everybody else. So maybe it might speak to a little bit of their ineffectiveness on that magnitude, but hey, there are some good players that do play on Canada East, and there are some guys. Uh, you have Dustin McFall. He's a Boston uh, sixth-round pick in 2018. He's on Canada East. He's looked good as well. So there are some good players there, not to disrespect Canada East. Um, Riley McCutcheon's also a great player as well. He stands 6'4", 200 pounds. He's played well. But, yeah, just that comparison to maybe just the style of hockey that's played. West Canada West and USA have a far more aggressive, a physically, physically demanding, punishing style of play where Canada East maybe kind of gets away from that a little bit. It relies more on finesse and scoring. All right, Dave, we'll wrap up with this. Throw out your Twitter handle and tell the people how they would uh, theoretically tune in to some of the action, particularly with the marquee matchup tonight. Yeah, definitely. You want to get uh, get a front row seat on your computer for this one tonight, Canada Russia at 7 o'clock. You can check it all out on the Hockey Canada website. There's a stream available right there. You don't need to sign in or anything. Just click on it. And you can follow along. I'm on Twitter at Dave Dawson 7 I love to interact with you. Appreciate the time, Dave. Thank you. 148 in Edmonton. You can check that action out on Hockey TV as well. So both the Hockey Canada website and on Hockey TV. It's a great opportunity. It's, uh, it was last in Bonneville in 2016 was the World Junior A Challenge, and I know that they were super excited to get it again and obviously having the chance to do it once and uh, learn the, the ropes of what it takes to put on that kind of event. Yeah, I imagine this second rendition going on right now has been pretty spectacular. It's Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer. We'll wrap up the show, and I'll, uh, I've got an interesting question for you. I want you to help me out with something when we come back on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 
Brendan Escott filling in for Bob Stoffer here on Oilers. Now it's 152 in Edmonton and we do have some uh, roster movement to tell you about. This just came down the pipe about uh, 10 or 15 minutes ago from the Edmonton Oilers Twitter account. They have activated forward Drake Kajula from the injured reserve in addition to placing defenseman Oscar Clefbaum on the injured reserve. Cooper Marodi has also been reassigned to the Bakersfield Condors, a team that uh, plays a lot better when... Cooper is in the lineup, so I'm sure that Jay Woodcroft will be happy to hear about that. I believe Bob is lining up a a farm update for tomorrow's show from Jay Woodcroft. Of course, you'll also hear from Brian Burke, Louis DeBrusque. A lot of people loving the Thursdays on Oilers now. So, uh, again, it doesn't say whether Drake Kajula is going to play tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. I would suspect he won't. But having said that, the type of injury he had, it, uh, it seemed as though they were just waiting for the swelling to go down rather than anything to you know, heal up uh, the way it would with a different injury. So we'll see. But uh, as expected, Oscar Kleffon lands on the injured reserve. Drake Kajula is activated. Tobias Reeder is also on the injury reserve. Uh, He would probably come off ahead of Friday night's game, I would speculate. But I'm not sure of that. I think they've still got him as day-to-day. All right, we'll get to a couple more texts on the Heartland Ford text line here at 630-630. Comes in from Tiny Ted in Edmonton, says, Honestly, if the Oilers start making decisions based on what the fans would rather see, the management is worse than any of us could ever have imagined. Of course, that referencing back to when I was saying that it would be a lot more fun from a spectator's point of view to see if Caleb Jones gets a cup of coffee here in the NHL, but uh, the likely scenario there is that Jason Garrison will be a safer option and somebody to draw back into the lineup. I really want to see Chris Weidman get a chance with this team. I liked him a lot in Ottawa. I'm wondering whether Ken Hitchcock did or not. I don't know, but it's just curious to see that they uh, they made that move for him and they didn't give up much. It was a sixth round pick in 2020 and the the pick that they originally got from uh, Jakob Yarabek. But uh, we'll see. We'll see if uh, Chris Weidman ends up getting any action here in the next couple of games. Comes in from Edmonton on the Heartland Vortex line. Says, with Clefbaum out, would you consider bringing in Jay Bomeister? Not at this stage of his career. He's played 25 games this season for the St. Louis Blues. He's amassed three assists. He's minus 14 on a team that is really struggling, to say the least. So, no, I don't believe that to be an option. Hey, got to tell you about Royal Pizza here. Uh, It's pizza, it's pasta, it's so much more. Edmonton owned and operated for 49 years. For menu and locations, visit royalpizza.ca or download the Royal Pizza app from the App Store. Go now as well to uh, This Day in Oilers History. It's brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. This Christmas, give the gift of travel. A New West Travel gift card is a great gift. Call New West Travel or go online at newwesttravel.com for all your vacation dreams. On this day, this is an obscure one, by the way. On this day in 2002, the Oilers trade Camrose Alberta product and first-round pick in 1996, Josh Green, to the New York Rangers for a conditional pick in the 2004 NHL entry draft. He played in just four games with the New York Rangers before being waived. Stay in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel, who remind you to give the gift of travel this Christmas. Make your dollars travel further. Call the experts at New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years, or visit them online at newwesttravel.com. 
Com. Obviously, with the Oilers off tonight, another edition of Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Instead, tonight, you will get Dave Campbell, the color man of the Edmonton Eskimos broadcast slash producer of Reed's show, Inside Sports. Tonight, you will hear from one of the defense prospects, Ed, Evan Bouchard will be on the show. Uh, Bob Stoffer will check in uh, once they land in Winnipeg. Kelly Moore from CJOB in uh, Winnipeg will tee up the game with the Winnipeg Jets coming up tomorrow. And then Jeff Wojtka of Vermilion, Alberta, the assistant coach of the Sherwood Park Crusaders. The Crusaders having a, a third-party game, if you will. They're hosting a game on Saturday the 15th, this upcoming Saturday, in Vermilion, Alberta. And uh, they are, they're sending a fan bus there. You can hit up the team for if that's something that you'd be interested in. If you're in the area, it's the top two teams in the AJHL's North Division doing battle in Vermillion. So I would highly recommend you jump in the car if the roads are safe and check that out. All right, tomorrow on the show, we mentioned Louis DeBrusque. We also have Brian Burke presented by Canadian Power Pack, Alberta's leader in electrical construction and service, electrical prefabrication solar. It's been a pleasure once again hanging out with you. Bob will be back tomorrow. And we'll have another, uh, as he likes to say, a jam-packed edition of Oilers Now. Sure to be a kicker. We'll leave it there, my friend, until we meet again. This has been Brendan Escott hosting Oilers Now. Up next, a news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell, followed by the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. So long, everybody. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.